With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. On the 15th of December at the Camden Powerhouse in London Town. Well, not Santa Claus, but me. Cabaret legend Lenny Beige, as I host my very special Regency Rooms Christmas Extravaganza. It's an old-school variety show with some of the names that made my club the talk of the town and some of the very best new acts working the circuit today. Plus, there might even be a household name or two thrown in for good measure. Add to that a band of world-class session players, and you've got the greatest Christmas variety show out there that's literally no show like it. Tickets are from £25. Just visit ctickets.com. That's ctickets.com and enter Regency Rooms and get booking. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. A Phil is away working, so you've got me, Mark Sandell, in the chair. But I have some members of the West Ham family with me to talk about our plucky draw with Brighton, our barnstorming win over Chelsea, and our upcoming matches with Zagreb and Burnley, two places which are coincidentally twinned with each other. And it's also the return of Poetry Corner, uh, which is almost certainly guaranteed to be the highlight of the of the whole event. So with me, stop hammer time legend Jim Grant. Good evening. Hello, Mark. Good evening, Jim. Talk Sport and Five Live legend, among others, Mark Webster. Good evening to you, Mark. I'll work with Webbo if it helps the situation because, uh, you know, two marks don't make a right, do they? So uh, you, you, whatever works best for you all, everybody. They never have made a right. <laughs> There's only one mark right. That's <laughs> a very good point. <laughs> West Ham supporters trust legend Sue Watson. Good evening. And legend in my own home, Oliver Paolo Sandel. Good evening. Uh, evening. The knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> so let's uh, let's start in. Let's do chronological. Let's start with Brighton. Uh, we needed to bounce back after defeat at Wolves and Man City, but we didn't quite. Uh, apart from the possession stats, I think we were ahead in every stat 
but couldn't uh, force the win. Sue, in your opinion, what went wrong? Um, well, as somebody who attended the game as well, I think there was a lot of tired legs out there. That's how it appeared to me. As the game wore on, um, Antonio just looked worn out, I thought. Um, even, yeah, they just looked tired. Tired, done in. <coughs> in the game in too short a matter of time, maybe. I think there's definitely an element of that cup of, of them catching up. Sorry, Jim. It is it. Whereas in an away game, you, I get you, you control that energy level a little bit more, can't you? Mm. Because you you're entitled to sit back and let them have the ball, and, and we become extraordinarily good at that. But it was just, I think Sue's right. I don't know when else thinks it's just when it comes to that last 15, 20 minutes of the game, and you and you've only got the one nil that you mm. need that there wasn't that extra gear to go up to basically just either keep them at bay or really, more importantly, by our own standards, I think, getting another one or two goals. Mm. Uh, it, it seemed odd tactically. I think you might be right. I think there, uh, there is an element of legginess kind of creeping into to performances and, and that's to be expected, really, given the the, the hectic schedule and the, and, and the relative sort of thinness of the, of the first 11 sort of immediate squad. Um I did. I did feel we seemed to make a decision to sit off them a lot, um, and uh, you know, to by and large, you know, we we created the better chances in the game. I thought, and and you felt a second goal just put it to bed. It just mm-hmm. it felt all along as though we just need that. We just need that second goal. And I, in the end, I, I worried about Lamptey right from the start because because he's 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 quick, and and I, I worried about us down the left. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was relieved when he wasn't in the starting eleven. And I'd half hope when they had their two defensive injuries that we might not see him at all. But unfortunately, we did see him, and he he made the difference for them. Mm-hmm. And it was a great finish. But I mean, the goal was something out of nothing in a way. But um, it was. You, you talk about the second goal, though. Should we have had a second goal? Was VAR right? I know it's an odd thing uh, to, to even, no, even raise I, that as a question. Yeah, I. Oh. I don't know. I sp- it's supposed to be clear and obvious errors that it's, it's that it's dealing with, and that didn't feel like a, no. a clear and obvious error to me. But but you know, um, it, it was a weird one, wasn't it? Because because in the end, it goes in off off, off their player, doesn't it? So. I think what it came down to was if Antonio had touched it and it was almost an impossible decision to make because it's it's skimmed over his foot, the ball hasn't changed direction, no one can possibly tell which you'd think would imply that's not clear and obvious, so the goal should stand. Yeah. I mean, just to add to that, what you're saying um, about the clear and obvious, I think the other frustration, and this has come up at so many different games with different teams, is the length of time some of these decisions are taken. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, to me, it was like, get a move on, get a move on. The players are beginning to cool down. Yeah. Are we looking at injuries, problems? I mean, that was just far too long. If it was clear and obvious... Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, a you know, you've gone in for a sort of, you know, routine toe operation and they decided <laughs> to do a full body check, yeah. you know, yeah. and give you the one side because they clearly <laughs> were looking at two potential fouls. Yeah, there, was the, foul. the, there were no fouls. So then they have a look at something else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because, because they've given themselves the opportunity to do so. Yeah, it's, a, it's unlucky, isn't it? But, do you know, when it, it it's kind of like the, when it boils down to it, we're we're in that territory where and, and, and Brighton uh, Brighton were in a decent run of form by the time we got them as well, much in the way that Wolves were. 
So I, you know, and and the Wolves game was the immediate one, as Sue referred to there. That was the first one where I felt we genuinely felt that impact. We, you know, it's inevitable we're going to start feeling the impact of our mm. season, wasn't it? And and strangely enough, that Wolves one was the one, and then it's coupled with Brighton. But hey, but guess right. what? There was the the. The, the black clouds started to part relatively quickly a few days later, so I could live well, with that. Well, they did, but let's not, let's not give anything yeah. away. In case no, no, exactly. I'm and spoiler and alert, everyone. And they don't know the Chelsea result, Mark. Yeah. You know, let's not, I, let's not I jump the gun. Think it was as, I didn't think it was as bad a performance as the Wolves' performance were, though. I, I, um, I, I just felt, um, you know, we just we, in the end, we didn't we didn't get that, that, that second goal that we needed to get. And it, it's it's... It's been an issue, and Moyes has referred to it, hasn't he? It's just that clin- being clinical in the final third, in and around the box. The decision-making sometimes is not as good as it should be. Sometimes the execution of the final ball, you know. Um, you know, we're massive, but we're not yet massive that we, we, we get uh, all the VAR results uh, um, going our way. So, you know, um, I, I, it's good, good, you know, in the end, it's, it's a point of the Premier League against a side that is... A bit of a bogey team for us, yeah, and and are a good team. I mean, I they they're not in a false position. I don't think. I think if they had a decent striker on the end of that unit that they've got, they they they'd be a, they'd be a threat to some of the bigger they clubs. They hadn't won in nine before that before they played us. They, they've got a their... lot of draws, haven't they? Yeah. A lot, lot of draws, of draws. Mm-hmm. and yeah. played well and played well. You know, yeah, oh yeah, kind of. You know, they they've got they've got that problem in front of goal. You know, even more than more than we have, to be honest. Um, but yeah, you know, they scored a good goal to to, to get the point. You know, mm. always feels like a defeat when that happens, doesn't it? But in the end, it it's a point in the Premier League. I know? will I'll, I'll I'll mention this because simply because the results suggest it in the way that they've sandwiched it, and this does refer to once again, apologies, the next game. Is that is there an does anyone get the sense that given how well we did against two of the top the top three sides? that we may have taken Wolves and Brighton a little bit for granted and tried to do it on less than 100%? 100%. We raised that before, didn't we, after the Wolves game? We did have a yes, we did. similar that. point, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I think there's probably something in that. Um, even even if it's not a... Even if it's not necessarily a conscious yeah, thing. Exactly. I think it can work subconsciously. I think, yeah. you, know, you know, you know you've got that game against Chelsea coming up. Um uh, yeah, I, I, I think there might well be something in that way, but very difficult to say, but yeah. I would buy that, definitely. I think Moyes will have spotted that as well, uh, sort of Brighton and Wolves, and you'd like to think he's not going to let that happen. He will absolutely not let there be any sort of complacency, and he doesn't need to remind them where we were two years ago. That's good. And I think it's <laughs> part of his strength as well, just to pick up on that point this season, is uh, which, which is always a great measure, I think, of managers is if the half time fixes that we've had, whether it's a tweak of formation or just basically a kick up the arse, mm. you know, it's, you know, it's scalpel <clears throat> or indeed sledgehammer. It, either either tool seems to work in more games than not. A couple of other things before we move on uh, from Brighton. Um, Roshan Thomas wrote in the uh, Athletic uh, about the uh, Opta stats for most big chances missed. Um, and uh, it won't surprise you to know who would be top of the table in our in our particular team. Most big chances missed throughout the season. Six, Jared Bowen. 
Yeah, right. And that was one of those nights. And apparently there are only three players, again, I'm indebted to Roshan Thomas for this, there are only three players in the Premier League who've missed more big chances, Mane, Salah and Benteke. Right. Uh, and, you know, you do. we talked about this kind of clinical finishing. I appreciate we've got another game to talk about. But, you know, um, it, I thought it really came out. And what with Ben Rama, I thought, being a peripheral figure in that game. Yeah. You know, when, you, when you've got a player quite, not quite firing at that level and you know and I said I think I'm I'm so glad that Lanzini was brought back in after after yeah. this game. Oh yeah. No, I mean, just I so it's we... extraordinarily unfair to have Christian Benteke in any opta ratings involving <laughs> shooting in the general direction of goal. That's so harsh on him as a player. So anyway, <laughs> I just want to make that caveat, yeah. Uh, how do they define a big chance, Mark? Well a good good question. I think we should get we should ask Roshan to come on yeah. and, and explain <laughs> it because uh, I don't know what you know what's a medium chance? <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, but one thing that did disappoint me about the end of the Brighton game, and I, I know it's the you know the Twitter warriors out there, but blimey, there was a lot of negativity about Moyes out there, wasn't there, after that Brighton game? Was there? You would have, you would have thought we'd lost four 0 Yeah, <laughs> really. And I was booing at the end of the game. Yeah, booing. I mean, that, that, that's really, come on. Yeah, that's it's bizarre. Really, you thought he'd have so much credit in the bank by now. Yeah. Oh God! I think there were a lot of people. I, I've we. we this has cropped up before in pre- previous podcasts, but it's worth coming back to. I think there are people who uh, voice opinions, you know, and, and 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 have a kind of stake in that opinion because they've voiced it publicly, not just down the pub through the social media thing and on a forum or or whatever. Who obviously uh, don't like, in a way, to have to face up to the fact that they were wrong about that, and so therefore they look very, very quickly. For any little shred of evidence that might be able to allow them to kind of do the "I told you so" revert back to their their, their original opinion, so I think so. I think the the support for Moyes might be a little bit more uh, sort of thin in areas than we imagine it to be, mm. simply because people have that view and expressed it and are known as expressing it, you know, amongst their mates and whatever that they didn't want him when when he came back, particularly the second time. Um, and, and we know that was the majority view, don't we, in social mm. media and, and, and whatever. It certainly seemed to be at the, at the time. Um, and, and people don't, in a way, like to be... They say, I, I, I'm glad to be proven wrong, but on the whole, they don't like to be proven wrong. I always <laughs> called that... That's my Carlton Cole theory of, of supporting, in which... And, and God bless him, I, I'm using Carlton because, because of our, how much it annoyed me when he was playing for us, is that when Carlton was playing... He'd do 12, 13, 14 things right, then he might miscontrol a ball, and you'd hear shouts of typical going up around you. <laughs> and it, and, it can, and it's just they're waiting for their moment to prove their own theory yeah. right, my, which isn't based on science or anything, really. You know, he's one, he's one of the few players, Webber, isn't he, whose career is encapsulated, that was quite long for us. His career is encapsulated in about two minutes of football in that game against Tottenham where he yeah. smashed in a worldie from about yeah. 30 yards and then minutes later beautifully set up Defoe yeah. to the equaliser with a slide rule pass. Mm. That was That's him in a nutshell, isn't it, really? But there's yeah. people who rather remember him saying, I knew he was no good and here are the six <laughs> bits that prove he was no good. So it's, 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 yeah. a, it's a nutty thing to do. And so just on, on the point you mentioned the booing there, I just, I just think just generally what's, what happens with that is that it's just become a knee-jerk reaction to something you don't that people don't like. I've never booed because I don't. I, 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 I'll stand in angry silence, 
mm. and stare in the general direction <laughs> of good, trudging yeah. off, trying to. I've, I've, and I've seen you do that, Webber. Yeah, it's, it's very intimidating. It's a it's useful very, weapon. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and they, I can sense them daring not to look back at me. You know? but it's but booing is such it, it, it's a, it's mm. such a pointless base exercise. Yeah. But once it's part of your repertoire, it's very difficult to get rid of it. And and so the instant reaction is, I didn't like that. Ergo, it's it's worth booing. Mm. He's unfortunately the problem. I think it's just a binary way of reacting. Yeah. Yeah, mm. See, well, I, I always think if you support your team, you don't, and you don't necessarily like a particular move or a path or whatever, and you don't want them to repeat that, booing, that's not going to stop no. them. That's not going to build their confidence. That's no. not going to say, oh, you support us. We, we slipped up here. We weren't as good as we wanted. Yeah, I, I just think that's a completely counterproductive and, approach to take. And so uh, it wasn't that long. It wasn't that long ago when the atmosphere around that place was so negative. Oh well, and you, yeah. and you could see yeah. players not wanting to make a move, take a chance. Yeah, yeah. It, it was horrible. It was horrible in the stands. And it must have been horrible on the pitch for them. It must have been. Yeah. I, I genuinely cannot understand. Uh, I mean, I'm like you, Webber. There's games I've gone to over many, many, many years. And I thought, God, what a shower. <laughs> what what a night. <laughs> what yeah. a whatever. And guess but what, Sue? They were. But by booing, they're not going to get better. Yeah. You're not going to support your team by booing them. <laughs> I agreed. Don't think. Agreed. Um, but anyway, I, you know. Yeah. I think some some people either have short memories or or yeah. or or are, are relatively obviously younger younger fans. But we, we we could we could take them back to some of the teams we've watched yes. in the past, couldn't yes. we? I mean, in the eighties and yeah. you know, and uh, late eighties, early nineties, perhaps. And and you know, there's been some there's been yeah. some. I mean, know. there are people watching us today who have no idea what it was like watching Thomas Repka every week. Yeah. <laughs> you know. They don't oh, know God. they were born, you know. No, um, any, no, no. Anyway, let, we're going we're gonna to move on. Mark Webber, you uh, you hinted that there was another game coming up, and uh, <laughs> and obviously um, there were you know there's been loads written about our game uh, um, uh, against Chelsea, but you know nothing will ever encapsulate as beautifully as poetry corner. I think everyone always remembers where they were when they heard a new Jim Grant poem. Oh, so what oh, we're going to do... If, if, if I may... Um, we're going to hear it after we've heard these messages. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct... Something that's less Mr. Bean and more Steve McQueen. Check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. Uh, welcome back to Stop Hammer Time. As I trailed copiously <laughs> before those messages, it's time for Poetry Corner. It's time for the rest of us to put our Zooms on mute 
and yes. hand over to the bard himself, Jim. Uh, right. Uh, well, I hope we're not uh, 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 over-promising and under-delivering, I, I must admit. Um, uh, but there you go. Um, so uh, this does relate briefly to... It's, it's prompted by Saturday's game, and in particular the winning goal. Um, and and just, just playing around in my head, as I have done with... Well, you know that um, the, the guy who says, yeah, come on, you irons, in the... Um, in those uh, alternative commentary things. Um, clips. Yeah, that whole idea of irons and, and irony. Um, and we're such an ironic team in, over the years in so many ways. So it's called Come On You Ironies. Um, and it goes like this. Alanis Morissette was laughed at something chronic, all because she didn't get the meaning of ironic. And yet we must accept the terms a little tricksy more free kick from Pyatt than penalty from Dixie. For instance, when our captain had the backbone of a kipper, some said it was ironic that the press called Scott our skipper, but it was really just upsonic. Was it irony or am I wrong when other fans would sing You've Only Got One, one Song when we had Rigobert's song? Or was the ironic thing when fans would sing You've Only Got One Song when we had Alex's song? Technically, our second song. You see, it's not clear cut, no doddle. It's not like saying Brooking pisses over Hoddle. And of course, it's not ironic that the crap but plucky irons have now turned supersonic, though it may, of course, be lucky. And what about our bubbles, wishful yet sardonic anthem of our troubles? Will those words become ironic if our dreams don't fade and die, if we really reach the sky? Will it seem even odder than buying Gary Strodder? <laughs> Which brings me to last Saturday and the joyous way King Arthur put the Russian monster to the sword and scored with an unironic cross. But then I ask you, Arthur Masuaku, whose song has reached ironic heights on all the days, and there's been a few, we've sung he never gives the ball away, and right on cue, he gave the ball away. <laughs> ironic, yes. But now we all can say we've seen the day when Masuaku shared a park with Romelu, and when his bendy effort flew past Mendia, we went catatonic. We knew that for a moment it was true, iconic, not ironic. Yes, Arthur Masuaku was better than Lukaku. <laughs> that is superb. Marvellous, Jim. <laughs> on, on, if, if I may call you, uh, Stanza Lazarizis at, at this particular stage. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> That's that might have to be my I, new... I love Masuaku's reaction on Twitter, oh, which was, I was as surprised as you were. It, <laughs> He's he's the funniest fella anyway, it seems, amongst a bunch of, you know, amongst mm, a real yes. wild Characters. cat bunch of funny bikes. Yeah. And he, he just got he's he's kind of just got that sense of humour, isn't he? Our sense of humour, I feel. He just kind of gets it. Yeah. It gives kind of um this sort of shrug of his shoulders as if kind of, you know, I do that every day in training. Yeah. <laughs> uh thing. It's great as well. <laughs> Did you um did anyone any of you read the interview with Michel Antonio in the Times on Saturday morning? Uh where they talked about the banter in the squad. Mm. No, talk, I didn't talk, talking of the humour. Did you I don't know if you read it, but they, they talked about it. this thing called eggy boffing. Is this is this something that a phrase that means anything to any of you? 
I don't okay. know. Does Ollie go to public school? Can no. we ask him perhaps? No, no we, couldn't, we, we, couldn't, we couldn't afford it. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, But apparently Eggy Boffin is when you take exception to what somebody on the, the one of your teammates is either wearing or has said or done, and you then completely freeze them out. You do not speak to them. And the first person to speak to them, uh, it has to pay a massive fine. <laughs> And apparently, uh, you know, it could be things, the usual stuff like trainers, but apparently Declan for his rice, rice baby uh, moment got eggy boffed all the way onto the plane right. to Vienna. Right. So, uh, but you're right. There is, there, is, there is a real spirit about that team, isn't there? You, you get yes. a feeling this is a, this is a bunch of blokes who really enjoy playing alongside each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, you know, definitely. from the reaction and, and you know. So anyway, what, what do we think? It didn't start too well on, uh, on on Saturday, did it? It just looked like they were playing, Chelsea were playing in sort of second gear and, they, you know, if we had the audacity to equalise, they'd just step it up and come down the other end. Yeah, but in the, uh, in the end, they didn't really have those other gears, did they? I, there's been a lot of talk about it was a bit of a game of two halves and I'm, having watched it back, uh, I'm not so convinced it was completely that. I thought we were pretty good in the first half as well, actually, and and really good in the second half. You know, um, with Bowen moving up a little bit. You know, those kind of those kind of tweaks. And I, I think kudos to Moyes really in terms of tactics and changing things through the through the course of the game. Little changes to the formation and to dealing with injuries as they cropped up, and and somehow making us better. You know, as yeah. as things went on, you know, bringing on Fornals was was yeah. When I think it was when Zuma went off, wasn't it? Um, was uh, such a positive move from the so-called negative manager. You know, such a like. You know, we went for it. We had a chance to win the game and and, and went for it. And, and bringing Ben Rama on at that point as well. Yeah, bringing Ben Rama on, who was everything that we want to see from Ben Rama. Yeah. We haven't seen for quite a while. Yeah, and, and starting Lanzini. As, yeah. as I think we'd wanted, you know, just, you know, as, as a reward for, you know, it's that, it's that, I think another thing that in, that feeds the spirit in the camp that you're talking about, Webbo, is when a manager makes patently fair decisions about things. Like, you know, you don't get easily dropped if you're playing, if you mm. played well and you have the odd bad game, he still puts faith in you. Um, and likewise, if you come on and you're starting to make a difference in games, you're going to get a chance to, to start. And I feel we're seeing a bit of a, Lanzini Renaissance at the moment mm. feels to me. That know, would, and that would reflect well on the point you made, Mark. I think in terms of, of, of Ben Rama, who who's still finding his feet as, as a as a footballer who who could be dropped and who could who, but who can't be inconsistent. And he, you know, he he basically kind of just eased off the pedal a little bit, thinking, oh, "I'll crack this. I've got this Premier League lark. I know exactly what I need to do." And he went back to some of his arch casual mm. flicks as opposed to I'll I'll make sure I know what I'm doing with the ball and he's he, he was sent away and he went to the bench had a good I'll think about it and and Lanzini came back and as you say Jim t- t- grasped with both hands his opportunities that he'd earned mm. to get back in the side and I think f- funny enough I mean the, the other one for me as well Kufal has, has struggled to come back to form I thought since his injury and but in that game given the chance yeah. they go out there and, and make sure Ben Johnson doesn't come back in this place. Um, he absolutely did it. I thought he was so close to being back to his best mm. in that particular yeah. match. And we were talking about a season. We, I mean, it wasn't long ago. People were talking about the thought Suchek had blown out. 
and I think he's he's come back strong as well. So absolutely. So yeah. everyone's mm-hmm. getting their chance to either to, to either have a natural lapse in form or to kind of go away and have a little think about and and, and reboot themselves. Because no player, there's no way you get a squad full of footballers play 100 percent every game of the season. So it's the chart. The fact that Moyes can actually manage this. And we're still four points clear of the next team, you know, with yeah. all these bits and pieces going on in between. It's incredible. And great attitude from Lanzini, not being picked. He's uh, that yeah. was his first start, I think, was his first start in the in the Premier League, and he's just knuckled down, got on with it, impressed mm. when he's come on, waited for his chance, took it brilliantly. And you know, it's a good game when you walk away and you're arguing over who was man of the match. I think most people would give it to Bowen. Um, you know, I thought he was outstanding. I thought Barney Rono's phrase about him was that he was battering away like a wasp on a window pane. <laughs> was <laughs> absolutely right. So his definitive size, yes, if that would be it. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, <laughs> because he I, I, just, he must be an absolute pain in the ass to mark or to have, yeah. you know, he panicked Mendy, panicked Christensen, didn't he? I mean, yep. he's just... Yeah. Just he, never stop. He stopped. leads the game so well, I think, Bo. And he, he kind of almost has a sense of where the ball potentially is going to be. And he kind of, you could see, I think, him trying to get into spaces. Um, he was very impressive, Bo, and I have got to say. Yeah. Um, but I think, picking up on your point, Jim, I think the team that went up a gear was West Ham in the second half. Mm. Yeah. He went up a gear. And, and yeah. I don't think Chelsea knew quite how to handle it. No. No, well, they're not, I don't think they're used to it. I don't think, you know, yeah. I, I think they... They control games so 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 completely, but against that that current midfield, you know, mm. it's not easy to control games against them. No. Um, and and whatever combination plays, I mean, obviously the central two, but but also, you know, when when you've got Fornals there, when you've got Lanzini, is is good on the ball and 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 dictates things and doesn't give it away easily. You know, we've got. We've got the we've got the resources to give these big teams, you know, headaches now, mm. which um, you know it's it's so refreshing, you know. So you get, yeah, you're going to lose to your Man Cities, and and, and you know they they've just got they've just got such resources. But, but we are, you know, three or four games in a row against City now. We've been properly competitive with them, yes. and it's gone by a, a goal either way. Yeah. It's, it's mm. taken it, you know. First and I'll tell you what, Mark, as well, on, on, on your point, on, on the big chances thing, on your up to big chances, <laughs> the Christian Benteke, Benteke Memorial stat, um, <laughs> the, the Bowens, much like Mikel Antonio, who has arrived as a, as a free scoring centre forward at the grand old age of 30 or something, where I think he pretty, he pretty much is now, isn't he? <laughs> Jared Bowen, again, is similarly a relative novice in this division Mm. and learning new ways to play his football, Mm. of which included in that is not just cutting in on his left and scoring from the edge of the 18-yard box, which felt like every whole goal he ever got. So he's having to find kind of new ways to do it. And But he's that early in his career that, with a bit of luck, he's he's finding that and becomes an even better player over the next three, four seasons for us. Totally yeah. right. And that's uh, the first time Chelsea have conceded more than one goal in the Premier League all season. Which yeah, says something. And, and you, Jim, your point about things being refreshing. I mean, I still can't quite get used to that feeling that when we go a goal down, it's not over. Yeah. No. I, I haven't got used to that at all. I, 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 you say get used to it. I've, I've, I've read rumours that, that people are. I've not met any of them. I don't believe they exist. It was never a party. Oh, that's another thing. But it, because I don't really like football, I only like cold, dry stats. Um, 
So d- this is the one that sums up for me. Sports Bible printed this day. West Ham have not lost a game by more than one goal in their last 40. That's mm. the best record in Europe's top five leagues. Yeah. Incredible, isn't it? It's, I it's, saw it's that. Nuts. It's brilliant. It is nuts. It is mm. nuts. You know. And and actually, interestingly, after, <clears throat> in some ways, it, you know, when they responded to the Boeing goal, they, they, they had, they, you know, they came at us, didn't they, Chelsea? But we really defended well. But then when Masawaku's goal went in and there was the last kind of five minutes plus, plus injury time, they absolutely knocked the stuffing out of them, didn't it? I think yeah. it's partly the nature of the goal. But and then really you thought actually this last I fancied us to get a fourth, actually. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought they were I thought they were gone, Chelsea. Good absolutely point. gone. And, and those um, changes that we mentioned there, and a false changes as well, for God's sake, as well. Let's remember yeah. that we we had to change half our yeah. defense against the top yeah. three sides, you know, and still beat them. Yeah. The changes I thought were coming we're going to end up being negative and we'd start and we'd have two in front of a back four and we'd probably just reinforce the back four. To bring four nows into that and then to see Ben Rama coming onto the field of play at that mm. stage where you'd have thought you'd, you'd have seen Crow or someone come in just basically to try and shore it up. To, to think that the best way of keeping Chelsea away from your goal is by having it up the other end. That's, yeah. I'll take well, that. That was epitomised yeah. in um, when Antonio was released over the top, and all it was towards the end, and all Christensen could do w- was trip him up. Yeah. Yes, true, and, and killed the game, yeah. didn't he? There and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Um, I was, I mean, Webbo, far be it from you or I to criticise mainstream media, <laughs> but um, but I was disappointed to see Jermaine Genus on Match of the Day cite the fact that Chelsea had a load of injuries. And, uh, you know, as one of their reasons, I mean, their bench, just just to be clear, was Kepa, <laughs> Timo Werner, Lukaku, Saar, Barkley, Pulisic, Hudson-Odoi and Niguez. Now, that doesn't strike me as much of an injury crisis. No. And, but he did go on to point out that, that, they, that the sky has got a load of blue. You know, the <laughs> And the sea has got a load of water. I mean, <laughs> tell, tell me who hasn't got that situation. He, he's thrust in a position to kind of like, let's, let's try and work out why the team that we was going to assume that won this game and we got all our notes ready to, to yeah. talk about it afterwards and our, uh, you know, our slow uh, replay analysis already uh, to, to glory uh, the almighty Chelsea. When, when that goes, when that goes vault face... Um, they've got to find an excuse for it. And it's, it's interesting. A lot of the, the Sundays were looking at it very much as kind of the first cracks in the Tuchel regime kind of thing. Yeah. You know, hang on. Also they lost harsh, three, they, though, isn't it? That's weird at the other end of the extreme, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Mm. I mean, it's just as, it, as you say, it's trying to rationalise a 3-2 defeat to a team that they probably thought they were going to beat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, arguably, their one-all home draw with Burnley is the worst result yeah, of yeah. what they would have expected. But... Um, you know, I, I yeah, I they're obviously a good, you know, you know, they're a really good side. They're going to be, they're going to, you know, I, we have to accept that the top three is the top three, and they're they're battling it out for the, but but we're beginning really to emerge as serious contenders to be the best of the rest, aren't we? I mean, that's yeah. the target this season now, you know, and even at the start of this season, after having come in six, I don't think any of us really realistically thought, oh, we're going to sustain a run in the top four for any length of time, but we've yeah. got. Um, you know the games coming up, which I'm sure we'll talk about in more detail in a minute. Um, contain, you know, we've got we've got three out of the four are against teams where you would expect us to win, and 
Uh, that's always that's always a worry. I think that's still a worry. If you think about the performances at Wolves and Brighton, they were both yes. opportunities, weren't they? Yeah. I've got that. So is, I've got Wolves that in the back Brighton of my head. Better than, not, than Norwich yeah. and, and Southampton and and, and um, Burnley, maybe. But nevertheless, I think I think we can't afford that. We, you know, the big clubs. And you look at the goal difference. Where does that big goal difference in the goal difference come from? It's because they proper bully those those lower teams that they're better than and we're better than them now and we need to actually have that mentality that not that we just have to turn up to win but we're going to be remorseless and kind of ruthless in those games um and i hope we are we probably should mention though you mentioned you referred to that the the injuries obviously uh you know, we've, we've we have had Cresswell out, Obama's out for the season. We've lost Zuma and Ben Johnson. What is the what is the prognosis, Oli, on those two? What is what's the latest? Moyes was given a press conference today, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he said today that initially, with regards to Zuma and Johnson, it's not as bad as they first thought, and the the estimate for Zuma was sort of eight to twelve weeks, and it's looking more like eight weeks, which would mean he'd be fit and firing for the knockouts in March. Uh, and obviously Cresswell's training again. Cresswell, I think, given given we know Ogbonna that he's not in the conversation, mm. given we know that Zuma and Johnson uh, are missing for perhaps half a dozen games or a little bit more. So if you accept that, Cresswell was big for me because Cresswell gives us that opportunity now to fiddle and go back to a three because Arthur's fit and back. Yeah, yeah. Arthur, who should never be allowed... Near a back four. Well, okay, he should be allowed near back fours. <laughs> other people's. <laughs> Just not ours. It's the only place he can't go is in our own back four. It's, it's not it, his guy. It should be in his. Con- it should be in his contract, really, shouldn't it? It really should. Yes, exactly. And, and, and Aaron Questwell should always be within ten yards of him wherever he is at any given time as well. So, because they are, I think they're a beautiful pairing, and of course, yeah. if they were the pairing that got the whole ball rolling for us. So mm. I'm pretty confident about the idea of, of a fix, perhaps with a Craig Dawson kind of, even if it's a loan for, you know, for the rest of the season in lieu or something like that. I'm pretty confident that that, that, that we could use our three and, and wide men again mm. to, to good effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they must be looking for a long-term replacement for Og Bonner at, at some point yeah, anyway. Point. And whether mm-hmm. or not it just brings that decision if if it's if, if he's signable in you know whatever they're after whether it brings that forward or not I don't know but I, I agree with you I think that flexibility to go to the back three well we've been successful I mean it's not it's it's and and, and progressive especially if and we'll hopefully hear from Ollie over the, what the latest is especially if you know the much mooted Lingard deal yeah. goes goes through because uh, um, we were playing with the back three I think when Lingard came into that that team where we Masawaki was in that team initially, I think. Yeah, and and uh, he gives you, you know, I really feel that if we'd have had Lingard against, Lingard against Brighton would have made a massive difference. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. really do. Yeah. I, just that carrying the ball and... And, and Wolves. And, you know, and, and, and Wolves possibly as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm. Like, we were off it that day and they were on it. I mean, that, that, yeah. that, but um, I think the Brighton game especially just felt one where we, 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 that dynamic ball carrier might have just... And Rama was, was, was off colour, wasn't he? Can, can I ask what you feel about that? Because that leads on to, I think, what you do is, is, the, is the issue of helping Mikel Antonio. I got, uh, my issue with Lingard is that I worry that the, the, the bit of grass he likes playing in is the same bit of grass in which Ben Rama is, is most successful. And I worry that, that Ben Rama is a player that 
the last thing he needs is somebody to come in and just basically stamp all over his position. And I think we then lose our £25 billion mercurial talent because he will feel a little bit overwhelmed by it all. But does Lingard work as the guy who can also come into the attack so you can rest Antonio? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, I'd like to think we are looking to try and sign another striker, to be honest. Mm. I, I just, it just felt like we've needed that for a long while. Mm. Um, uh, not, and, and I think we're perhaps obsessing a little bit much about it needing to be a kind of Antonio clone. Mm. You know, I mean, I, he's got I think it needs to be a number nine, personally. Needs, just needs to be a number nine. Yeah, it needs to be someone mm. who's and 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 you know is going to score goals, but also can lead the line and 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 yeah, you know, I I, I just I think I think what what Lingard offers you is um, you know another dimension, another another option. You need that that crop of attacking players. They're all going to get game time. Um, uh, for me, you're obviously um, a big Ben Rama fan, Webber. I'm a big, I'm, I'm a big fan of the fact that we bought him, yeah. and that we and we bought him because we think he's going to be a top-flight Premier League footballer, mm. and to then airdrop another top-flight Premier League footballer who plays in a very similar position to him yeah. could be a negative move. Yeah, I, I, I can see on that. Ben Rama's career. Yeah, uh, Jury's still slightly out on Ben Rama for me, actually. Same here. Um, Same here. I, 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 th- I thought he started the season great. Uh, three goals, three goals, two assists. And his performance away at Genk was was brilliant. He was fantastic. Mm. But um, yeah, I feel Lanzini is is fundamentally the better footballer of the two, and is now just beginning to get his mojo back. You know, I feel um, so. He's a real threat to, to him in in terms of starting. I think now. Mm. Okay, well, let's let's, uh, let's uh, move on. Um, we're obviously having this conversation on Zoom. Uh, Jim's backdrop is, as you would expect, is you know volumes of poetry. Um, I'm a dartboard through, through the ages and a dartboard. Um, Sue, that's how, Sue, that's how he works his rhymes out. He just puts words <laughs> on the numbers and then and then throws double Moon, June, Zoom, yeah. Yeah, what yeah. rhymes with Lazaridis? Yeah. yeah. Um, and Sue's backdrop is a duvet cover with uh, <laughs> West Ham United Independent Supporters Association on it and United We Stand. But that is now a defunct organisation, Sue. Uh, explain why. Okay. So the Independent Supporters Association is now West Ham United Supporters Trust. Um, we've gone through the process after our members voted 97%. Um, in favour of conversion. Uh, So we're now what's called a Community Benefit Society, Supporters Trust, uh, kind of a common name. And uh, fully, interestingly, we are fully regulated independently by the Financial Conduct Authority, um, which I know with the fan-led view is a little bit of an interesting uh, sort of phrase Mm. to use. (laughs) And how how does... So what have you got rid of and got that is to your benefit, would you suggest then? Right, so the benefit to members, uh, supporters, which is really what it's all about, is we now are a legally constructed um, supporters organisation. So in the Tracy Crouch fan-led review, she talked about that. Um, One of her recommendations, and it is only a recommendation, obviously depending on um, 
what the government decides it's going to do is the potential of a golden share, which would be held, because obviously, as we all know, shares have to be allocated to somebody. Mm -hmm. So for the trust, each member that joins, um, that one pound of their membership fee is for them to hold a share in the supporters' trust. Um, but there will be a golden share which will be allocated to the supporters' trust for each club, whatever league you're in which means supporters would have the right to vote on certain heritage issues. Um, and again, it's held by the supporters' trust because it has to have a name, but would involve the members of that trust having a say, season ticket holders and people who had bought one match ticket, obviously a West Ham fan in this case, to a game. But the trust would hold vote now this is only recommendation so it's kind of got to work through parliament um other things include a gold uh, the shadow board which it does say that the supporters trust has to be on this shadow board which would inform decisions made by the club mm -hmm. um so that could be around season ticket pricing strategy um for uh, thinking about the stadium it could be about um what the look and feel of the stadium is and obviously, in, I think of interest to the West Ham um, fan base is the fact of Daniel Kuczynski coming in, potentially, in 2023. And again, all this is potential. So we understand that there's this deal that may have been made about him being able to buy out um, the majority share or the share of the club. Then it's important to have a trust an established trust in place, which obviously by then we will be, um, to deal with him directly, as opposed to Gold Sullivan. And at the moment, it tends to be Karen Brady that we meet with when we meet with her four times a year, which we do at the moment, um, as a group of groups. Um, so in a kind of a nutshell, that that's where we're up to at the moment, Ooh. the trust. Yeah. Uh, it's an it's an interesting sort of state to be in because obviously we all know that Karen Brady is one of the um, chief execs that have come out and made some comments about the fan led review, which I think are, are, some of them are quite well. One I thought was quite in a way I could see it could be considered as a bit offensive. I, I, I kind of struggle to see how uh, a Maoism sort of a agenda can where I think it's about ten million Chinese people died or something was equated to the recommendations in the fan-led review. And I'm thinking, well, I think you've kind of missed the point here, really. I don't think that's appropriate anyway to be linking that in. But but that, that's what the trust is. So the other strand is that a community benefit society. We benefit our community, which is the community of West Ham United. Um, so we've got a couple of... Um, we've formed partnership with the West Ham Foundation, uh, and we're looking after Christmas to start doing some more intensive work with them and through them. And uh, John Rotomsky's Irons Food Banks, we've just recently formed a partnership with them. And um, so we're promoting his um, charitable status through our website at the moment as well. So that's where we're up to, very early days. So it's a fiver to, to become a member and you get, that, that's basically a share, isn't it? It's a yes, share right. and, a, and a vote and it's, yes, it's a, it's a, a democracy. Vote. Yes. So the uh, the trust is actually owned by the members. Right. It's one member, one vote. 
Um, and that is also if you join as an affiliate. So say um, some of the bigger fan forums joined, which they can do. Yeah. Uh, they pay more than a fiver, I will say. They pay £25, but they still only get the one vote um, because it is one member, one vote. So the members own the, the supporters' trust. Right. And I think that's really important because then yeah. they can sort of guide the direction of the trust as well as once we hold our AGM, stand for a membership on the board. Right. Excellent. And it it sort of became a thing about two weeks ago, didn't it, Sue? Uh, yeah, about, well, about two weeks, maybe just yeah. over two weeks ago. Um, I mean, it's taken quite a while because you have to sort of get some... Because it, it's a legal company, it's, a le- it's got legal status, you mm. have to get certain sort of bank accounts in place and the Financial Conduct Authority have to review the people that have signed. And it's quite a sort of in, involved process. But it, it is what we felt was the right thing for our club because West Ham didn't have a trust and each club can only have one trust as well. That's the other thing that's important. Um, and... We felt that potentially the trust could hold the board to account um, more effectively. Potentially, that's what we're looking to do. Yeah, have a voice, yeah. I got to say though, so you got to get your flag people pull their finger out. Haven't yeah, you? I know. <laughs> I mean, over two weeks, please. Something's right. wrong there. Ne- yeah, uh, I next duvet. I think. I think. You, yeah, I think you could do a flag and duvet combo. Uh, you know. <laughs> I'd buy that. I'd buy that. <laughs> so uh, one of the golden share issues would be potentially if, uh, you know, to, would be to effectively have a say on which competitions West Ham enter. Uh, in other words, it's clearly aimed at blocking a future Super League and all that kind of thing, yeah. which clearly would just be, um, you know, not nothing that would ever concern us. But we are in the Europa League and we've got Zagreb tomorrow night. And uh, are they going to, is he going to play the kids, so to speak? I'm looking forward to Ollie getting a game. Um, well it looks like he can play the kids if he wants to i know some people were saying he can't and uh, you know genk might be have a have a say in this if you know we put out but that's 25 man squad has got has got ashby baptiste greenwich uh freddie potts diallo they're all in there they could all play perkins perkins yeah obviously yeah. I, I think he, he took he withdrew five from the 23s the other night yeah. didn't he my brother was telling me yeah. um and so there's <coughs> there's clear an object I, I i still think it's an old, and it talked about this with liverpool the other night is that rather than just putting an under 18s out there you can still do this judiciously and give yeah. some young players a really good chance to yeah. to have a serious competitive game if there is a framework of our more familiar faces in there. And I think, I mean, for example, immediately at the top of my head, Kufa could probably do with another game. So why yeah. not, you know, for example? So oh. I think, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I think, I think, I think there's well, opportunities think. here to see. You'd expect to see six... Yeah, faces that are absolute regulars, wouldn't you? I, I'd like to see someone at centre half. I'd like to see him have a little fiddle at centre half. Yeah, just because we've got to. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I agree absolutely with that. Weber. I think that's absolutely right. I don't think he will just blanket put out a put out a, a you know an under twenty three team. Although definitely the, the 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 fact they promoted a lot of young real youngsters to the 
uh, under-23 team to beat Palace midweek is clearly an indication that, that there are going to be some at least uh, involved in part of the game. I hope Perkins get after his header at, um, yeah. at Vienna gets gets a chance up up front. Uh, definitely, I'm sure he'll rest he'll rest Antonio. I think it'll give Rice the Rice a rest and possibly Suchek as well. So you might see um, Noble and Kral in in, yeah. in midfield. Yeah. Um, uh, might be that Cresswell gets a half just to just to test his fitness and 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 get him back up up and running. But I I agree with you. It would be really good to see some of these young lads who are beginning to make quite a name for themselves in that under-23 league, which we're top of at the moment. And and they're on a great run. And they, they're, um, I tell you, when you watch, I only really watched the sort of highlights. I haven't gone to see a game in the flesh, but they, 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 they look like a, a dynamic, physically imposing side, don't they? They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they've got some decent footballers in there, but they're, there's a kind of athleticism in that team that, that is impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those, some of those guys at the back look really good. I think. And we, we obviously we're going to avoid that last thirty-two, you know, with all the drop-down. But tonight's games throw up some interesting possibilities, didn't Barcelona. it? Barcelona, Barcelona, <laughs> <didn't you? laughs> yeah, being, yeah. One, being a very good that. example, Ollie. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Right, and that'll be a night to remember. Wouldn't it? <laughs> I mean, you know, on, on your one of your stations that you work for, Mark, I've heard people on TalkSport talking about how head and shoulders the English clubs are in the Champions yeah. League. Uh, you know, and they're all winning their groups and Liverpool have won all their games and all that kind of thing. And we've beaten all of them. Yes, yeah. we have. And uh, we have played our European games home and away as if that's what we've been doing for 10 seasons. Yeah. Mm. I, I'm, I'm amazed at, how, at the, what I could easily see us being beaten by the occasion in, in those in those earlier games away because yeah. because of thy naivety that you know there's no one's really got that experience and and that I thought that might reflect as a whole they might be tentative and may not understand the way to get the job done well I tell you they've, they've taken every game by the scruff of the neck mm. and I think we'll arrive at the knockout stages probably. Probably nudging a hundred percent fitness again in terms of a squad, possibly with one or two really important additions. Yeah. And if we're looking at four, five, six as being a place where we want to be, that wouldn't be a surprise, as Jim alluded to earlier there, with some of the fixtures we've got in the next six or seven games. There's nothing to say that we just don't arrive at those games absolutely ready for knockout football. Mm. I don't see why not. Yeah, no, I think you fancy us to give any anyone a game at the moment. If we can if we can beat Liverpool and Chelsea, give Man City a couple of cracking good games. You know, well, we could play Barcelona. Is Dortmund a possibility as well? And it is one of them. Yeah, yeah, I think they're, they're um, all but down. Yeah, um, you know, that's an exciting. That's kind of where you want to be, isn't it? That's next level, isn't it? I know, I know, it is. Uh, <laughs> We've waited yeah, a little while. That's really exciting. Fifty uh, and, odd years, and I, and I think the players will be excited. And you know, it's the kind of thing. You know, if you you know a big night, we beat Barcelona for God's sake. It's the kind of thing that makes Rice think. Well, uh, you know, I'll stay yeah. here. So I'll, you know, rather than bench warm at, yeah. at Man City or, or earns that the, 150 million pound yeah. move to Barcelona, Jim. You know, alternatively. <laughs> 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 they haven't got any money up there at the moment. I don't know. Oh, they'll find it. 
No, you I do feel. I think do. We, we've talked about it before, but you do feel that if we are not in Europe next year, you do fear for Declan, really, don't you? Yes, but, uh, I, yeah. and, and, and blame him. you couldn't blame him. To be him, fair yeah, to him, you couldn't blame him. And, yeah. uh, but I, I've got a sneaky feeling we will. I think we'll finish top six again this season. Oh. I just feel the way it's going. Performance, um, I'd say, yeah. Yeah. I think we will. I'm not sure about top four, but but I, I think well, we, we're a good bet for top six again. To that effect, then, um, we've got Burnley um, this weekend and a team that routinely bully us, you know, over many years. And it doesn't matter how good we are going up. And as soon as we get the turf more, we seem to turn into... It hasn't happened recently. I get that. And we're a much stronger team. Um, they've only won one game at home all season. You know, we've we, our away form has been pretty damn good, actually. Um, uh, how do you see it going, Sue? Um, well, in the past, I would have said, yeah, okay, we you know this is going to go. But I think if we can really turn up and put the sort of performance in that we are capable of, we could quite easily win this. We should, mm. but we need to focus, as Jim has said, not take it for granted. It's not a given. We have to go out. And we have to really push, and I think we can do this. But it's Jim's Jim's point as well, isn't it? Yeah. That, that these are the teams that we really should be yeah. if no, we yeah. are if we are pucker top six side. Yeah. I'm but sorry, Burnley, you've got them. to go, haven't you? Yeah. We, we respect that they're another team. We've got respect that they're going to want to win, that they're going to give it their best shot, and we have to just be that bit better, and we can do it. We are that bit better. I mm. I would imagine. Um, that David Moyes is saying, I want six points next yeah. two games. Yeah. Because that gives him such an incredible buffer zone yeah. for the yeah. the really genuinely difficult, you know, bit in and around Christmas and New Year. Yeah. And a couple of stinker games as well. But six points, you know, where, where we're sitting with the cushion we've got and then suddenly six points at the, you know, come five o'clock, you know, Saturday week. Will be an incredible way to arrive at, at the Christmas fixtures. Totally, yeah. totally. That's a big incentive, and and a lot of the key key guys will definitely get a rest, so we won't have the problem of of the Sunday after the Thursday thing. Um, they've got to be confident after the, but but not complacent. I would hope after um, the Chelsea game, um, I I think there might well be a little bit of a reorganisation at the at the back, and maybe maybe a, maybe a back three. Um, Especially if Cress Cresswell is 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 fit again, um, I, I really fancy us to to to, to buck the buck the trend and 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 give them a give them a whooping, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could, I'm, I'm fancy. Could happen. I'm going, so they better do. <laughs> oh, good stuff, Jim. Well, we'll look forward to yeah. hearing about it next week. Um, yeah. I think that's it from uh, this stop hammer time. Uh, my thanks to Sue Watson. Mark Webster. Thank you all. Ollie Sandell. Thank you. And the newly entitled Stanza Lazaridis, Jim Grant. <laughs> Cheerio. Thanks for listening and come on, you irons. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.